Have you ever come home from a long day just to find out that that meat you needed for your recipe has totally slipped your mind the last time you went to the grocery store? Well, with the help of ButcherBox, you might never have to deal with that problem ever again. With ButcherBox, you get the convenience of having high-quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Not to mention the peace of mind you get to feel knowing that it's 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free. All humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. Let ButcherBox help make your life even easier. No grocery store required. In addition to free shipping on every order, you get to curate your box plans, have access to member-exclusive deals, get recipe ideas and inspiration, as well as helpful tips. You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com morningcup and use the code morningcup at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year. Plus, get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash morningcup and use the code morningcup. Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Before leaving a hospital with your new baby, many receive literature, or in our case, a video, about the dangers of shaking a child. It's an act of pure frustration, and at the end of the day, it can have deadly consequences. On October 23rd, 1997, a woman testified in her own trial to try and assert her innocence. A woman who, to this day, many argue her level of responsibility. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Louise Woodward was just 19 years old when she moved to Boston, Massachusetts from the UK to work for the very first time as an au pair for an eight-month-old boy named Matthew Epen. His parents, Sunil and Deborah Epen, lovingly welcomed the new nanny into their home and hoped she would become a much-appreciated new addition to their family. Unfortunately, the arrangement wasn't going as well as they would hope. And in January of 1997, after just a few weeks in the States, the Epens issued an ultimatum to the teenage caregiver to improve herself or they were going to dismiss her. Five days later, on February 4th, 1997, Louise made a phone call to the local police to report that the boy in her care was having difficulties breathing. According to her frantic testimony, the frustrated nanny had shaken the eight-month-old and, quote, popped him down on the bed and floor. Five days later, on February 9th, Matthew Epen lost his battle for life and passed away in the hospital. An autopsy proved what police had already suspected, that the au pair's actions had induced shaken baby syndrome, caused massive internal bleeding and a fractured skull, and effectively murdered the little boy in her care. He was also found to have a fractured wrist that went unnoticed from a month earlier. 
Louise, who was being held by police for assault and battery, was officially charged with second-degree murder. The media went crazy, and parents everywhere weighed in on the idea of hiring outside help to care for their children. According to the testimony of Detective William Burney, the man who interviewed Louise after the incident, she admitted to getting, quote, a little rough with Matthew when his incessant crying pushed her to the point of anger. She had allegedly dropped him on the bed and later onto the bathroom floor. Now, while Louise's trial was underway, the logistics of the word popped was argued back and forth. In British English, the word simply means put or placed, meaning Louise, frustrated, simply placed Matthew down in bed and later onto the floor, something you are encouraged to do when you grow frustrated with an infant. But in American English... Popped can sound forceful and, coupled with her statements about being a little rough with Matthew, made the scene seem much more nefarious. Experts and physicians were all brought in to testify during the trial, and almost all of them agreed that Matthew had died as the result of violent shaking and from his impact on the hard surface. The defense, of course, challenged this theory and claimed that with no injuries to his neck, it was impossible to say the injuries were the product of a brutal shank. They also argued that, though the prosecution claimed his impact injuries were equivalent to being thrown off a two-story building, their medical expert claimed that his injuries may have occurred three weeks prior to his death, implying that they came at the hands of his parents, both of whom were doctors. In fact, that wrist injury more than likely happened prior to Louise's employment, indicating Matthew was the victim of neglect and parental abuse. According to her lawyers, Louise took a polygraph test prior to the trial's start, and when asked if she caused any injuries to Matthew Epen on February 4th, she denied the claim and was found to be truthful. The lead counsel in Louise's defense was the co-founder of The Innocence Project, Barry Schecht, who was hired and paid for by her employer, EF Education's First Cultural Care Au Pair. As part of their strategy, they requested the jury not be given the option to convict Louise of manslaughter and instead either find her guilty of murder or not. Legal experts would later claim that this motive was likely to help EF Education First avoid a civil lawsuit from the Epens though they still came under massive scrutiny as Louise only received three days of training. If the death was premeditated, EF Education First could not be held responsible. If it was not, the fault would lie with their company's screening process and training. On October 30th, 1997, after 26 hours of deliberation, a jury found Louise Woodward guilty of second-degree murder and the following day was sentenced to life in prison with the minimum of 15 years served. Her legal team filed a post-conviction motion after it emerged that the jury had been split about the murder charge, with none of them believe with none believing, quote, she tried to murder him. A hearing opened on November 4th, and on November 10th, a judge reduced her conviction to involuntary manslaughter, stating that, quote, the circumstances in which the defendant acted were characterized by confusion, inexperience, frustration, immaturity, and some anger, but not malice in legal sense supporting a conviction for second-degree murder, claiming that keeping the second-degree murder charge would be a massive miscarriage of justice. 
Her sentence was reduced to time served, and after 279 days behind bars, the young woman was released and returned to the UK. Once back home, Louise gave a press conference in which she pleaded for her life back. She accepted no payment for this interview and, in it, admitted to lightly shaking an unresponsive child, an action recommended by the National Institute of Health. Matthew's parents filed a civil lawsuit to prevent Louise from profiting off of her story, and she lost the lawsuit by default as her legal costs were no longer being covered by her past employer. Louise, who still has a conviction on her record, has since moved on with her life, starting a dance school, obtaining a law degree, getting married, and in 2014, gave birth to her own child, a little girl. In the aftermath of her case, many were outraged, believing a woman had just gotten away with murder, while others believed Deborah and Sunil Epen were to blame. Some say they were the ones abusing the young boy, while others believed that they were responsible simply because they were working parents, who, rather than stay home, hired someone else to raise their child, an attack that has taken place on working women since the dawn of women's liberation. In 2007, Louise Woodward was named the most notorious criminal convicted in Massachusetts by Boston Law Magazine Exhibit A. In 2011, Patrick Barnes, the pediatric radiologist who was a key prosecution witness at Louise's trial, said he would not give the same testimony today that he gave in 1997. He said that there has been a revolution in the understanding of head injuries, partly due to MRI advances and that there are a number of medical conditions that can mimic the findings in Matthew's autopsy. Things such as infection or in utero strokes. For years, anytime a baby presented a triad of symptoms, brain swelling, bleeding on the surface of the brain, and bleeding behind the eyes, a doctor's universal diagnosis was shaken baby syndrome. But now, with the term itself widely eradicated, Those three symptoms are not enough, as they can present for so many other reasons. Many doctors have lost faith in the diagnosis altogether, believing it was used too liberally and that innocent parents and caretakers may have been wrongly sent to prison. Which begs the question, was Louise Woodward one of those caretakers? Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on October 24th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.